Hello, and welcome to the Aaron Werner podcast on iCode Media. I've thought a lot this last week uh, about what I want to discuss and share with you today. Uh, but before we jump into what we're going to uh, talk about today, um, I want to make sure that we support those who support us. In the past, our focus revolved around prescribing MacuHealth or MacuHealth Plus to patients at risk of macular degeneration, while also recommending it to collegiate and professional athletes for enhanced contrast sensitivity and sports performance. However, this year's introduction of the Life Meter has been a game changer. The Life Meter revealed a concerning truth. Many of my patients have alarmingly low skin carotenoid levels, indicating potential deficiencies in essential body tissues like the retina and brain. Supported by over 30 peer-reviewed publications, LifeMeter's accuracy, consistency, and effectiveness has been demonstrated across 2,000 subjects with diverse backgrounds. With this newfound insight, I can now have meaningful conversations about carotenoid levels with all of my patients, even those who may seem outwardly healthy. To learn more about this empowering technology, feel free to contact your MacuHealth representative or click on the link in the show notes. Together, let's optimize patient care and elevate their well-being. All right, so what I want to talk about today is a follow-up on a podcast episode that I did at the beginning of September called The Best Month Ever. And if you listen to that podcast, then I will link it in the show notes so that you don't have to search too hard to find it. Um, but the reason I had, had talked about, I recorded the best month ever episode was because in August this year, we had our best month ever. We had the highest revenue collection that the history of the practice has ever had. And I attributed the success of August to a concept that we had termed and called winning the day. Um, and now I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little worried that in recording that episode and sharing that episode, I was going to jinx and put a hex on myself in the practice because whenever you do something good um, and you talk about it too much, it, it, a repeat performance is, is tough to do. Um, so here we are November 29th uh, and I am really excited to share that this concept of winning the day looks like it's stuck. And why do I say it looks like it's stuck? Because this is what our, our year this year has looked like. In January, we hit bonus. In February, we didn't hit bonus. March, we hit bonus. April and May, didn't hit bonus. June, hit bonus. July, didn't hit bonus. August, this is when we implemented the beginning of August, this idea of winning the day. So we hit bonus in August. That was our best month we've ever had. September, we hit bonus. October, we hit bonus. And here we are now with a day and a half left in November, and it looks like we are hitting bonus again, meeting our goal for November. So four consecutive months in a row of, of hitting our goals, um, which tells me, one, thankfully I didn't jinx myself by recording the, uh, the best month ever podcast, uh, but we stumbled across something that worked. And this idea of winning the day for us and my team has stuck and has worked. And so I want to talk through today some of the ideas that, um, and thoughts on why it's worked so well for us. So what happened before the, uh, the best month ever um, and the, the winning the day concept was that we would have a, a dollar revenue amount that we would have as a goal for the month. 
and we talk about it. We talk about kind of how that broke down in the month and how many exams we would need to do, how many pairs of glasses we need to sell, how many IPL treatments and dry treatments and, and whatnot. And we, you know, first day of the month, we'd get excited. We'd share our, our, uh, our goal with the team, what we needed to do. And we'd say, all right, go and run. And the month looked like this. It went one of two different directions. Uh, the first direction was first week. We hit numbers, the collection was good, our books were, were full of exams, uh, everybody was on their A game, we were selling glasses, we were selling contacts, uh, we, were, we were treating people and helping them with their dry eye treatments, and first week was awesome. That excitement carried into the second week, same thing, we ran with it, we can do this, hey, this is great, we're having a great month. Ran into the third week, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, we're on pace to hit goal, we can do this, we just have to keep doing exactly what we're doing now. We run the same pace. And uh, in the fourth week, there's definitely a, definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. And I saw my team go into overdrive and they would put that extra effort in to make sure that, um, you know, billing was done on time, that copays and, uh, and overages were, were collected, that they were trying to, to, you know, get that extra sale. Uh, they were trying to squeeze patients in to make sure that uh, we were able to to meet our goal that month, and everything was 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 ethical because that's our, our first and foremost value. Um, but they were putting the effort in to make sure that uh, that, that not only were patients being taken care of, but uh, that we were taking care of the practice too, because a healthy practice uh, can better take care of patients. And so that was the 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 first option for how that month would go, and then we'd celebrate at the end of the month. The second option of how that month would go was that the first week was okay. You know, it was all right, it was average, it was good. Um, second week, it was okay, it was good, it was, it was average and, and whatnot. Um, and then uh, uh, what uh, would happen come the third week is, is we'd start looking at the, the numbers and say, hey, you know, it's gonna be really, really tight for us to, um, to make goal, but hey, it's all right, team. We're a second half team, right? We're gonna double down these, these last two weeks and, uh, and we'll overcome any shortcomings we had the first two weeks and, and we're gonna make goal. By that beginning of the fourth week, uh, if that third week wasn't crazy good, um, it was pretty apparent that we, we were gonna have a good month, but we weren't gonna have a great month and we probably weren't gonna hit goal. And that took the air out of the tires for, for people for a little bit. So it, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't slack off on their work, but that extra effort, that extra push wasn't quite there. And honestly, they kind of, felt deflated because now you've got five days of saying we didn't do good enough. We didn't meet goal. We didn't do good enough. And, uh, and that, that's heavy uh, for, uh, for anybody on the team to, to just to, to bear, right? Losing a big game is, is, is tough. Losing a month is tough because you only play 12 months out of the year, right? You've only got 12 big games a year. And, um, and if there's a financial incentive in there, then you feel like you lost that as well. So what, winning the day concept did is it took that game uh, from being just a, a you know one month all or nothing but it broke it down into uh, individual days well, we've got lots of individual days in a month right and uh, so it gave the chance the team a chance to win every single day and if you didn't win today well i can win tomorrow right and i can have a positive week if i won three out of the five days that week and it further broke it down into uh, goals and games that they could control and they could win. 
So it's one thing to start the month and say, hey, we need to sell 200 pairs of glasses this month. That's our goal. Well, if you've only sold 100 the first three weeks and the last week selling 100 pairs of glasses in a week, that's, that's a lot to, to carry over. If you break it down to a game and say, hey, you know, our capture rate goal is 70%. I've got 10 patients on the schedule today. Well, that's seven pairs of glasses. We can do that. And if I've got three opticians on the floor, well, that's two pairs of glasses each. And somebody gets to sell three. Like, we can do that. I can sell two pairs of glasses. I could sell three pairs of glasses a day. And so it broke down the big monthly goal into bite-sized daily goals that were realistic. Um, and it, uh, it, what I noticed is it brought a different level of engagement with the team. It brought a different level of excitement with the team. And it gave the team opportunities to uh, give themselves and give each other uh, more kudos and attaboys and good jobs and high fives because you made those, uh, won those individual little daily games uh, that all stacked up to reach the, the big game. Now our monthly goal was still in play, but by breaking it down into winning the day, we were able to build out a, a much more successful uh, winning streak, if you will, because looks like we've got four months in a row of winning and I haven't gone all the way back on the years, but the, the last couple of years I've looked at, we haven't hit four months in a row in a row of hitting our goals, which I think is pretty darn fantastic. So what are some of the additional things we did that month besides the, the concept of just winning the day? Well, I've talked about breaking down the individual goals into goals that, um, that the individual team members can control. I talked about the optical and the capture rate, right? Uh, our scheduling coordinator, we looked at open exam slots and we wanted to make sure we filled all those holes, right? So how many exams or slots are still open for today or tomorrow? How many are open for the next week? And let's look ahead to make sure that we're filling all those exam slots because we can't take care of patients if we don't have patients. And we can't, uh, you know, sell glasses or contacts or take care of dry eye issues or or health issues, glaucoma, whatnot, if we don't have the patients um, in the office. And so let's stay on top of the recalls and filling those exam slots, right? When a patient calls in, let's try to get them booked today or tomorrow as opposed to, to next week or the week after because we can't fill a slot on a day that's passed. So let's just be aware of, uh, of booking those exam slots and filling the holes. We talked about capture rate, contact lens sales, right? Patient says, hey, I'm gonna try these out and give you a call, great. Are we proactively following it up? Or are we putting it in the patient's hands? Well, if we're putting it in the patient's hands and the customer's responsibility to, to act up, is that really the quality care we want to, uh, to share? And so let's be proactive in, uh, in placing the order so the patient doesn't run out of contact lenses. Or if they really do want to test them for a day or two, are we actively calling them so that we can place that order with them or make any adjustments that we need to make? When we see patients as an for their, their refractive exam and a comprehensive exam and, and diagnose them with different medical disease, disorders and diseases, whether it's dry eye or glaucoma, macular degeneration, you know, myopia, whatever the case may be. And we say, hey, we need to bring you back to further evaluate and treat. Are we actively scheduling those patients? And if a patient says, well, I'll just, I gotta go home, look at my calendar and I'll call you. Are we noting that so that we can go and, and follow back up with them because if it's like me and I'm a patient, if I've got to call the doctor back up and schedule the appointment, it's probably not gonna happen for a couple of months. It'll sit on my to-do list. My to-do list on my phone is fantastic, but there's a lot of stuff sitting on there. 
So if I can get it done right now today, it's uh, just one less thing that I as the customer, the patient has to do, and I make sure that we're taking care of them in a timely manner, um, which helps the practice as well, right? Uh, the last thing we did is we, we re-educated about what we call our accessory sales or over-the-counter products that don't specifically need a doctor's prescription. Now, the vast majority of these are all healthcare related and medical products. You'll get no arguments out of me on those, but our staff as part of a healthcare team should be and is actively recommending these products when appropriate to patients, uh, even before they, they see the doctor. Maybe they came in, uh, a parent came in with their kid or a spouse came in or whomever, right? And uh, that patient is, uh, that person uh, can turn into a patient because they have uh, visual and eye health needs as well. So what are some of these accessories or over-the-counter products? Artificial tears, uh, allergy drops that, that we have from Uptase, um, our hypochlorous acid products from Pure and Clean, uh, our eyelid and eye care products from, uh, from Peak. Um, and, and those are products that the patients can use, can need, can have a tremendous positive impact on them, and the staff can have those conversations with them. The, you know, somebody's wearing fake lashes. Well, some of my team wear fake lashes. They can talk about how eyelids are gross and can recommend eyelid uh, maintenance and cleanser with, uh, with the Peak Pro Cleanser products. We brush our teeth twice a day. Are you taking care of your eyelashes and cleaning your eyelashes and eyelids twice a day, right? I think previously on the podcast, we've talked about how one of the, the best things we brought in this year was the life meter uh, through Mackie Health that at the front desk, we take the skin carotenoid level test on every single patient. And based upon their, their readings and their score where they come out, we can recommend uh, diet changes. We can also recommend, and we do recommend, Mackie Health products to help improve that score. And it gives my team a chance to educate patients on the importance of ocular nutrition and nutrition and supplementation on not just uh, pushing off or treating macular degeneration or hopefully, you know, postponing it and proactively treating it, but young, healthy patients, you know, a good macular pigment is going to help with your contrast sensitivity. It's going to help with your, your, you know, vision and enhance the quality of your vision, especially our young athletes. You know, they're playing sports under lights at night, uh, baseball players, soccer players, softball players, right? Good vision can make a, a huge difference for them. And even if they're eating healthy, the quality of our food isn't the same as it used to be. So it gives our team a chance to educate patients on, on how that can, uh, those products can help them. So we broke down the individual uh, uh, goals by role in the practice. Um, every individual team member now has their own game to play that day, right? They can, they can win. Um, we also realize that it's super important to have a scorecard. Now here's where I'm going to give my team lots of credit because in my mind I had this super cool scorecard that we were going to roll out and it had stats. Now if you've ever gone to a professional baseball game, um, you've seen the scoreboard and, and the batter comes up and they've got all sorts of stats. There's no hiding as a professional athlete. If you're doing great, everybody knows. If you're doing bad, everybody knows. Um, but stats are up there. Keeping score and having a scorecard is, is important. Uh, what my team settled on, and it's worked fantastic for us, is a daily email that gets updated by where we are month to date on the individual goals, and then what's happening that day, 
and what the goals are for that individual day. That email gets sent out by a different team member every day. That way everybody's responsible for updating the, the scorecard. I think there's an emotional connection to the numbers when you're the one that has to, uh, to pull the numbers and, and update that email and send it to the team. We also use Weave and there's uh, group text on Weave within the office that get uh, texted during the day. And so we don't have to wait till tomorrow to celebrate uh, achieving your goal or winning your, your day individually. We can celebrate during the day, right? If somebody's hit their uh, their sales goals or their they've you know filled in all the uh, the open exam slots for the rest of this week or next week, right? They can share that success with the team and they can get kudos immediately back. And so that scorecard isn't just a physical, uh, well, ours isn't physical. It's an email, but it's not just on that email document, but it's an ongoing updated scorecard uh, throughout the day that the team shares back and forth on the weave discussions. So uh, the other interesting thing that, uh, that I want to share is that I, we had this concept, we put it into place and it was working. If you asked me why, I don't think I would have had the right uh, words as to why. I think I could have explained why I think it was working. But having read the book, All It Takes is a Goal by John Acuff, and Ted McElroy and I recently discussed that uh, on this podcast as well, John talks about a couple of things. He talks about the importance of playing games. And that, especially if we stack games, uh, the games are stacked in our favor to win, but playing games uh, is fun. We play games as little kids, we play peekaboo, uh, where most of us are competitive. And when we play games, we play to win. And winning feels good. And if we win today, then I can win tomorrow. And if I win tomorrow, I can win the next day. And so once we build this habit of winning, we have an opportunity to really empower ourselves and our teams to to do more than we maybe think we can because we're motivated by that that sense of winning we've got that dopamine hit and instead of getting the chance to win or lose only 12 times a year if we have a, a monthly goal we can win or lose every single day so one we build a habit of winning two if we have a loss it's not a big deal because I can play the game again tomorrow. So uh, playing games. The other thing that, that John did and put in perspective for me was he took big audacious goals and showed how breaking them down into much smaller goals uh, helps you achieve that big hairy audacious goal. And it helps you have a better big hairy audacious goal. He refers to those as guaranteed goals um, he refers to the smallest goals as easy goals, where I, uh, uh, our team was calling them you know, winning the day. So I think that there's lots of parallels and overlap, and, and having the structure that he shared in, in his book, uh, also in, in his other book, um, Soundtracks, has been something that uh, I've been able to build and, and build upon the winning the day concept. And quite frankly, it's what my team is going to read next year. So our book club next year for my office is the All It Takes is a Goal book. We've already started some of the pre-work for that with the team. So wanted to quickly share uh, just not only the success of the winning the day concept that brought us our best month ever, but has continued to uh, be be fruitful for the practice and given us, I think, probably our best bonus streak and and goal-hitting streak ever that we are now at four months consecutively in a row. Very optimistic that we're going to close the year out as well. Uh, This is definitely going to be our best year ever. And I think there's a lot to do with 
the, uh, this concept that we implemented on the back half of the year starting in August with the best month ever. So really appreciate uh, all your comments that you email and text. I would love to uh, continue hearing the concepts. Let me know what you think about uh, our continued success in the practice. Uh, if you've been able to implement something similar in your practice, what your success has been. If you've implemented something different that has proven successful, let me know as well because I would love to steal that. And I want my team to be as successful as possible. I want your team to be as successful as possible. And I really appreciate the opportunity to share these discussions with all of you through this podcast. So do me a favor, share the episode with a friend, uh, share it with your team, leave a comment, uh, give us five-star review. That really helps with the rankings and look forward to the next episode. Thanks guys.